Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I'm your host. Uh, we're going to continue our Arsenal in the community, con- uh, Arsenal community contributors summer season uh, series where we've talked to artists, podcasters, and now we're going to talk to a young guy called Jack um, and his story of how he started uh, the little phenomenon that's starting in the in in the clock in block twenty five twenty six sort of area, uh, which is the Ashburton Army. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your time with us on this sweltering bloody evening. It is roasting in here, so if, if you see see sweat pouring down me, honestly, it's just unreal. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, good, good. Quite a few people in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure if you do like what we do, just click the like button. Uh, we're just here. We just do this just for fun. Uh, we're not out to make a fortune. We're not out to be famous. We're just, uh, just, just, just gooners at the end of the day. So we're going to talk Ashburton Army, um, and and you, Jack. You started Ashburton Army when? When you were in sixth form, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So it was first year of sixth form. I was about sixteen years of age. Um, there was myself and about three others in just a normal Twitter group chat, you know, a load of gooners just in a group chat to talk about match days and stuff. But then uh, we happened to also sit in the clock end and just went to games the other people didn't. Um, so, yeah, we sort of just started talking on WhatsApp and then uh, decided to reach out to the club and see how things could progress. Obviously, we didn't have um, any idea how it would grow, but we just thought we'd go for it as the atmosphere was quite dull at the time. Um, it was during like the Wenger out when everyone was just down and didn't want to get behind the players. So we decided to to approach the club and then they responded saying that they liked the idea. And uh, since then, we just started to grow and grow and get ourselves out there. And you engaged with the club, you, you engaged with the Arsenal Supporters Forum uh, and uh, the uh, uh, Supporters Liaison Officer in Mark Brindle. Uh, yeah. For a young lad of... 16 17 years of age to be engaging at that sort of level with the club is just outstanding uh, you know you need to deserve you deserve to pat yourself on the back for that how how did you find how did you find the way to approach them how did how did you figure out how how to do that so uh someone alongside me that's helped a lot throughout the process um his name's patrick he's um i think he had a contact with him already through like um women's football in england away like lower um just sort of lower games and uh, traveling around, they sort of knew each other. Um, and he messaged him and then we just sort of arranged a, a meeting to ask, would it be possible to get a drum in? Um, because we've seen it all over Europe, how people use drums to to improve the atmosphere and get it much louder and continue chanting. So um, yeah, since then they, they agreed to it and we trialed it at um, the first game, which was Boreham Wood. Uh, we met a few older people, Tony, yeah. And they basically, <laughs> yeah, basically gave us some some guidance of what was going on because at that time it was very, it was very. Um, so we had the idea, but it didn't come out how we wanted it to be, pretty much. And um, we took the advice on board and we looked, listened to what people were saying, and used it in the future. So, and so that advice, um, I, 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 Tony's a friend of mine, and I, I, Tony was hopefully going to be on here t- today, but he did mention uh, the Bourne Wood, uh, and he he. I think was it along the lines of be careful, guys. Don't go out there all dressed in black and look like hooligans. If you want to do what you're doing, which is supporting the club and building the atmosphere, you need to concentrate and make sure people understand that. Is 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 that the the genre or that the, the idea of what they said? I think it was sort of on the route of how um, 
at the time there was a lot of hate coming towards our way where people would would look at it and think, oh, that's not Arsenal, we don't want that. Um, and they sort of just said, try balance things out, try to keep the older generation on board as well as bring in younger generation as that's the future. And that's what we need to, to improve the atmosphere going forward, really. Brilliant. And what's your, what's your links to like Islington and Arsenal? Why, why are you an Arsenal fan, first of all? Why well, <laughs> funnily enough, um, my dad, he's come from Ireland. Uh, he's a big Man United fan from there. Um, and he basically said to my brother that you're Man United. And then my mum was like, no, this one's going to be Arsenal. So since then, it was engraved with me that I'm the Arsenal one and they're Man United. Um, and I'm obviously 10 minutes away from Finsbury Park. So very, very near to the ground and very near to the, the match day experience, really. Um, I think I went to my first game in 2009. So I was I was only eight or seven years old. I think it was Arsenal Burnley, if I remember. Um, oh, Jesus, that that was that, that's I, dedication, isn't it? <laughs> I, I know, I know. I was too young to understand their type of play, but um, yeah, I loved it. Really, I, I loved it. And then, obviously, as I grew older, um, understood how memberships work. I was able to get my own tickets and go myself. Oh, you just dropped out. Uh, yeah, so so you you went probably as what a junior and a, and a, a silver uh, was it a silver gunner or a yeah? So I was a. Yeah, I was like a young young gunner. It was for like age four to eleven. Um, and then went with my dad, who who just happened to find a ticket. So, uh, yeah, that's how we sort of went early on. And he his heart wasn't in it, obviously, but uh, he done it for me. So yeah, it was it well, was good. I I don't know. My my brothers. Um, I, I I'm one of four, and my oldest brother's not really into football that much. He's in America, but um, my two younger brothers are both Man United fans. So it, it's quite common for having an Arsenal, Man United, or even Liverpool. My dad was a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah. you know, as as a kid. So as Irish families, we just we followed all those sorts of things. Some match in the chat. You got Gunnar Ross. He said he met you at uh, Bournemouth, uh, top fella. Um, a few years ago with a big, great, yeah. big drum. And Steve, uh, he's, he's an old codger like me, and he sits in the West Upper, and he thinks what you guys are doing is fantastic. So just keep going, keep going. Yeah, so Russ. Why... Russ, I met. Uh, oh, sorry. Go on, go oh, on. No, you go, yeah. you go. Yeah, Russ is Russ is a good man. He was there with Tony as well. Um, yeah, he's a very good man. He's helped us out now a few times with tickets as well. So yeah, really appreciate that. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need a. If you had Russell, uh, Russ in your um, in your uh, gathering down in the clock end, you wouldn't need a capo. You wouldn't need a loud heller. The guy's got the loudest voice in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he, we'll, he we might have to get him in soon. Then. <laughs> well, he helps out in the North Bank with me and a few others. But you know, if you, if you're there and you're you're on a, a non-beer football day and Russ is in your ear, you know about it, which is really really yeah. good. Um, so, why did you start Ashburton Army then, and why the ultra type style? I think it was just, um, as I mentioned, the three people that were in the chat. We sort of, we were, we were young at the time, and we loved um, just the culture of football, really, and how it how it's shown out in Europe uh, with them with their flares and the and the drumming and the unison together. And we just wanted that in English football. Um, Obviously, we've seen Celtic and Rangers doing it, and also Crystal Palace. And we thought, as a big club, why don't we just, why don't we try something like that? Because we're we're too big of a club for our atmosphere to be dull, I'd say. Um, so we took that into our own hands and and started a group that is just dedicated to forming atmosphere and wants to improve the atmosphere and get everyone on the same picture. And as we saw in Everton, last game of the season, the clock end was bouncing. I mean. It, 
we had nothing to fight for. We had nothing to play for. Tottenham already got top four, but we that's the support we show. We we continue through the wins and we continue through the losses. So that's the whole purpose of the group. I think the ultra style, as you mentioned, it just brings the the more aggressive side. You need when teams come to the Emirates, you want it to be intimidating. You don't want them to just play as if it's their home game. You want to show them that this is a, a tough place to go to and a tough place to win at. So chanting non-stop and being aggressive towards them, I mean, that's that's what we need as a big club, really. And you're getting following from around the world. you got uh, Allah here in the chat. He says, I'm from Nigeria. I'm flying over for his first game with the Ashburton Army at Sellers Park against Crystal Palace. So, yeah, fair play to you, mate. Fair play to you. Um, so, uh, engaging with the club. So, Engaging with the club, first of all, you got through Mark Brindle and he allowed you to bring in the drum. And that's with three or four of you. And then you've built from there. You're now about, well, I think uh, if we look at this image from before the Everton game, uh, there's quite a few of you now. <laughs> that's yeah. opposite the eaglet. Um, there's is, yeah. about 100, 150 of you now, would you say? Yeah, I mean, we we chop and change how many people are in a group. We want pure dedication to the group we want people to look at it the same way I do and, and other people so there's a few people that come in and then just want to use us for tickets so we sort of cut them down and then add in more loyal and passionate people like myself um, so there's around 120 people now um, in that photo there was about 70 or 80 I think um, and shout out to the eaglet as well they're they're a lovely pub and they look after us well they do they do um, I actually have a video of uh, in the eaglet. Let me show you this one here. Yeah, you. So that's that's yeah. the eaglet. If you want to, if you want to go to Tully, go to Tully. There's lots of pill around, and there's lots of old boys, yeah. and there's lots of tourists. But if you want to get some atmosphere. Uh, get yourself down the Eaglet. Also, the Arsenal Tavern um, uh, has got a, a good vibe going on it, and there's a few other pubs. Depending on what, like, I, I like the Woodbine uh, yeah. uh, quite as well. It's a good Irish pub. It's got a good good pint of Guinness as well. But it gets it's smaller, gets packed. The Eaglet I really do like, and also also the Arsenal Tavern. Uh, the pins uh, getting a little bit touristy, but um, yeah. I, I still I think I think the Eaglet's better. So you engage with the club. You then got there's a bunch of. Three, ten, fifty—a growing bunch of lads who want to be raucous and loud in the stadium. Uh, it's jarring some of the old codgers. Gone. I don't want to drum in the North Bank. I don't want to drum in the Clock End. And then, what about the police engaging with the police and making sure that uh, the police are comfortable with you gathering on the concourses and gathering in a set area? Um, so obviously, there's uh, sometimes there's elements that could be avoided in terms of the police as if uh, people letting off flares, which may not be our group, but uh, they sort of think that that's us and then it causes a bit of trouble. But ultimately, the police, they work amazing with us. They come to us uh, before the eaglet just to make sure everything is, is all right within the group. And um, if, if we know what we're doing and just to, to warn us, just be careful and stuff like that. So we have a, a good relationship with the police and stewards as well. Um, I'd say at the start of start of the group when we started off as obviously there was a smaller group so the stewards were thinking uh, what's going on here but as time went on they sort of got on got involved with it and now they they let us crack on so uh yeah in terms so of do security you, that do you see like the same um liaison officer or, or like a guy with a red cap or white cap or whatever does he come and see you at the eaglet then is that yeah. how it works 
Yeah, it's the it's the same the same force. I think it's the Arsenal, uh, the, obviously the Arsenal police. So, um, yeah, they they come in and just just talk to us really. So yeah, it's a nice relationship to have. Yeah, it's really 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 commendable. So you're in generally in Block Twenty Seven, um, and you talked about like the Green Brigade at Celtic, uh, uh, the Union uh, Union Bear was it, um, and, yeah. and some other. So you're trying to build that. We're going to have safe standing uh, next season, not this coming season, the following season. Do you f- feel like what's happened at Celtic and what's going to happen at other uh, grounds around the uh, around the the country this 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 season? Do you think safe standing will uh, better what's happening in in the clock end for you? Um, I'd say it's a hard one. Um, myself and a few other people. If you were at Chelsea away, you could definitely see going through them goals that you probably have loads of marks or bruises on your backs or your legs from the metal poles. So it's not actually that safe in my eyes. But I mean, in terms of some trouble where people, when you're 3-0 up, um, you may be standing on a chair and then you might get told to sit down. So obviously for that element, it might help in a way. Um, You could stand on the metal pole instead. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan on it. And I don't really see how it can improve the atmosphere because everyone's already stood anyway. So um, I think it's just up to the person. I think it's up if you want to get behind the team and if you want to chant, then you have to do that yourself. It's not up to whether a seat's there or not. And um, how are the club with um, escalating it further uh, in the sense of building the atmosphere? If you look at, uh, you know, the, 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 the pyros get into the stadium. I've, I've had them at Leicester at my feet and, you know, not my pyro, I might add, but like they come down on top of you and, and, and stuff like yeah. that. How, how are the club about that? How, what what would they, uh, what's their view? Did they tell you you shouldn't or would they do something organised or what do you reckon? Uh, I think for Arsenal, it's just completely cut off. Um, they're not they're not the greatest fans of pyros and they don't want it to happen. But obviously, there's so many people going into the ground. There'll be one person that will get it in eventually. So yeah. uh, it's a hard one to it's a hard one to tackle. It's a hard one to to stop it completely. But I mean, it's it's your own how risk. Do you, if you how do, do you, how do you manage it then in block 25? I said block 27 earlier, but block, how do you manage it in block 25 then? Yes. Yeah, so um, sometimes so. Our group, we've we've um, told them already not to bring it in and just to completely avoid it because it causes the trouble of coming back on the club and then causes the trouble on the group as a whole. Um, we don't want issues between us. We want to keep building respect. So um, ultimately, it's it's the people in the in the block that aren't part of the group that may be letting it off. Um, but yeah, we've we've sort of cut the line on that. So uh, you talk about the block and you talk about the people in there and, and you try and have some organisation. And you, we talked a couple of days ago doing the testing and stuff and you mentioned about the T-shirt you're wearing and there's like there's polos and T-shirts. So you're typing yeah. getting a, a recognised uniform for the, the, the one of a better word. So the, the club can identify who's in the group. So if That's, there is a, yeah. a rotten egg, you can get rid of them quicker than, than anything else. That's it. It's also to do with the ticket situation. I mean, we work we work quite close with the club in order to get us all booked in together. Um, and after some good news, after a meeting about two days ago, we we're moving our section to the front now, so we can move, we can build at the front and move back instead of being at the back. So the videos you'll see, you'll see us at the front now, which will be a lot more, more, more a lot more evident on videos and hopefully a lot louder because you're nearer to the pitch. So um, yeah, there's that. And there's also 
the security on each side, they they're ultimately there because people are jumping in three to one per seat. Um, yeah. Because they know we're there, but we've got our tickets already, and then we get the issues, we get the troubles for it. Um, so they're there doing their jobs and to try protect us as well. So, as I mentioned, the shirts or the merchandise that will help us um, and help the stewards identify who's in the group and who's not. Um, so when mm. they see someone jumping about, it won't be them. And if somebody wants to join your group, if somebody wants to get a shirt, um, yeah. how 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 do they go about it? Uh, yeah, it's it's very simple. I mean, you can just contact. Uh, any of the social pages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. It's just Ashburton Army. Um, and we'll reply straight away, uh, asking for your size, asking for uh, your address and stuff like that, and we'll just post it to you. So it's a very simple process. Um, we'll also be handing them out on the games if you want to get one on match days. So it's only about £14, so it's it's not too expensive. And it's also cheap, the funding cheap. of... The funding of it also goes into the budget for future TIFOs uh, and future displays and, and things that help the group. Trev's in the chat. Hello, Trev. Hope you're feeling better, mate. Um, yeah. Do you do mega size then? Because Trev wants a shirt. Uh, well, I'm, I'm wearing a, a large right now or an extra large. Um, we might have to speak to the suppliers for that, Trev. So we'll get back to you. <laughs> well, if you can get one from him, go up, go up another size and I'll have one as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think um, the highest, um, highest size is extra large, so small okay. to extra large. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe Tester in the chat. Hello, Joe. Uh, good friend of the show, and Dennis is one of um, one of your collective as well. So, um, yeah, and uh, she said you've been yeah. very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the fans, are, I, I I like what you do. Uh, I know a lot of um, some of us old cultures like what you do. How are you finding? that um, you've been embraced by the fan base now? I, you said, for, uh, first of all, it was a little bit rocky, but now? Uh, yeah, uh, first off, it was it was quite tough. I mean, we were we were young and we were only starting our journey travelling Arsenal. And uh, yeah, I mean, we just sort of ignored it. We took it as we took the positive criticism, but just the pure negative stuff we sort of avoided in a way. Um, and I remember Joe as, especially and yourself were helping on social media to push it and back us in a way um that helped a lot and as time went on we sort of just proved to ourselves that we're here to stick around and, and we're dedicated for the cause um and as mentioned towards the end of the season home and away we we sort of proved what we were trying to do on a larger scale and the more people that get involved the better it will be so um honestly i can't find a way to to find negatives about what happened at everton or the games towards the end of the season because that's what we need and that's what we what we want ultimately and clearly, you have ambitions to grow and grow and grow. Uh, you're working along with the club. Uh, you wanted, like uh, many, you look at Newcastle. Newcastle had the whole stadium in black and white and gold for the last game yeah. of the season. Um, you wanted to do something similar, but you said to me that you wanted to make sure that when you'd done a TIFO, your very first TIFO was funded purely by Ashburton Army and, and done by Ashburton Army themselves. Um and and it wasn't the, the biggest TIFO in the world, but it definitely was effective and it was definitely noticed uh, by uh, us in the stadium and and the, the club as well. So talk us through what's happening here. There's some some guys on a big sheet, basically, and they painted it out. To, 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 to shout out to the guys who done it. Go on. Yeah, so it's a, it's a 50-foot banner there. We're stuck in a car park in the middle of Romford for two weekends, just drawing it out on a... Looking at the image on the phone and drawing it, um, there's myself, 
there's a few others, Jack Nash, Joseph, a few other good boys. Um, and we all just got together. None of us have the first idea about art, but it's uh, that's it just it's the whole point about a group. You, you come together to produce something. So um, we put hours of dedication into that and, and it paid off eventually in the final design. Um, we have something planned much bigger. That was just a start, but it was still hard to still hard to do, obviously. But the, as we go on and the experience, we'll get better at it. Um, so yeah, that's the final design. This was the, the, the final designer was uh, Smithrow and Saka uh, on on this uh, Tifo, um, and then you also put some red and white uh, uh, pieces flags, to, to build flags, flags yeah. yeah, plastic flags. And this was the final result. So there's you guys up the back and some other people in the block. Uh, I do like the um, the nice big banner down the front. That banner that's down the front will that be a permanent feature now? Uh, now that you're moving forward. Um, no, it so every uh tifo we sort of use it once and then we get onto another idea and get bigger and bigger. Um, we're planning a banner for the front, um, that will be an Ashburton army one just laid out in front of the block every game, all game now that we're now that we're at the front. So, um, yeah, that will sort of be a, a lot better visually. Yeah, that's that's us, uh, at the back against Everton. Um, yeah, I mean. Just going forward, we want to get bigger. We want to keep the tifos growing and growing. And obviously, if you buy T-shirts and if you donate to the to the GoFundMe or the PayPal, that all goes towards budgets. That's not spent for our for our drinks or whatever. That's going strictly for the materials that you need to buy and the flags and everything else for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just tell people where they can find that GoFundMe page. I should have put it in down the bottom here, but um, I've donated, and if you have got a spare couple of quid, even if it's a pound, if it's a tenner, if it's fifty quid, whatever you can do, to help the guys out. Yeah. So uh, the PayPal is Ashburton. It's uh, PayPal forward slash dot me Ashburton Army. It's very simple. Um, and then the GoFundMe, I'll have to, I'll have to try find it after. But um, yeah, I think that's closing now as we've we've raised the budget for the first tifo. Brilliant. Okay, and the reaction from the first tifo was uh, it was yeah. greeted well by the club. Look at that. There's I mean, Smithrow and Saka, and yeah, I mean that was that was lovely to see. Obviously, um, Henri and Burkamp like stood in front of our own artwork. It's, it's just amazing, and the coincidence that Burkamp hasn't gone to a game in about ten years, and he happens to be there on the day that that happened. So. It's just it, this, none of none of that was planned, no. So they didn't arrange for Burkamp or anyone to come. He sort of, I think he sort of just said a day or two before that he's going to come to the game, um, which is which is crazy. And then Stuart McFarlane, he's a he's a lovely man as well. He uh, came before the game, taking photos of it, and then he also shot that photo after. So. Oh wow! Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, just come back to the chats. A few questions in there. Um, somebody asked, "Would uh, you ship to Iceland?" I think this Arnie's asked, "Would you ship to Iceland?" Yeah, I go. think I think uh, right now it's quite tough to ship abroad. Um, we're just sticking with UK only at the minute. So uh, maybe going forward, we might be able to ship worldwide. As we've had a few messages to to send to everywhere. So going forward that's definitely something to look for yeah and uh joe's um, made her comment on here about the, the group deserves respect as the first cohort for perhaps two generations uh it's such a huge group of young people taking ownership of our club the generations uh before was the first group um who could stand together because we moved to it's yes yeah, the first group that we can stand together because we moved to old seater stadium they are the future of the club and she's very right uh very right because you know 
us old ones, we, we get old, we sit down, we move upstairs, uh, and then we moan. So, <laughs> you know, I haven't yeah. moved up yet, but stairs as, um, yet, but... As uh, Lewis just mentioned in the chat, I mean, the demographic of the group is growing and there's a few older people that are, are, want to get back involved in the atmosphere and want to get in, involved in the group. So, uh, as he said, if you want to get involved, just contact any of the pages and we will speak to you and we will get you in. Yeah, brilliant. You need to get some up in the North Bank as well. You need, we need a second Ashburn army up in the North Bank. Yeah. So I might actually come down one day and just, just do a, a game down there because Ben's always down there standing on a seat. If anybody yeah. wants to know what it's like, this this is what happens. This is, I, I believe, the Everton game. I've got a couple of clips that are going to come up on the on the side here. Let's uh, put this up first. <laughs> And this is what I like. Look at that young lad, though. That guy, that guy there, was he about six or seven? And he's absolutely loving it. You've just converted somebody else. It might be his first ever game. And Sorry, <laughs> Liam in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's very easy to climax him. So uh, it, happens, it happens at any time for him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but as um, you said... Um, but- sorry, but, as you said, but- the young the young lad, that's, as you, that's probably his first game and he's... He's loving it. He's I mean, that's what we. He's, that's what exactly, and that's what we need. That's what we need. More fans coming up just to get involved and be on the same page as us, and that's the only way the atmosphere will improve going forward. Yeah, and and to be honest, I think one of the first times you really gathered in around outside uh, block 25, 26, 27, that sort of area, the clock end. Uh, it might have even been a Tottenham game. I think it was just after the COVID. Um, I don't even know what game it was. When when it was two for one beers in in the stadium, the beer is awful. Yes, granted, but when they were doing yeah. two for one beers and getting everyone in early because of all the checks for COVID and everything else, the inside of that bowl was just rocking every game beforehand. Yeah. And I think you helped you you guys helped that, end, and then it was up up the North Bank, and we were giving it loads. Do you think COVID helped um, Ashburton Army in the sense that? Uh, and I, I type in touched on this the other day with you in the sense that people were just dying to get back to football they missed it for so long there was so much silence in the stadium there was fake noise and everything else yeah. that given the opportunity to get back into the stadium people have just gone nuts uh yes yeah, it's, it's definitely a difficult one um in my personal opinion i feel if the season just continued because i remember before the before covid before portsmouth i think it was we had after leicester that was booked and we had about 130 people that were planning to come with us so that was looking to be a big game and that was looking to be a big game to get more people involved um and that was just sort of cut off and during covid we were completely quiet on social media we didn't have much to talk about um so in terms of bringing in new members it was tough and it was um quite dry in a sense um but i definitely agree after covid there's been fans that just want to show the atmosphere and sh- and be loud and be passionate as they missed out on it all for two years so um now it's definitely growing at a fast rate and i do think it's helped but i also do think it could have been faster so 
And do you think um, there was a lot of people for health or financial reasons, whatever, that took a, a year off, um, a, 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 like a COVID holiday from their season ticket? And there was uh, people like 50,000 50, on the list or wherever um, that were offered season tickets for the first time in, you know, a single season tickets. I know a few friends of mine who had them and they were just given, say, if I couldn't go my seat um, as uh, the, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, go on a holiday but some of my friends did and their seats were given to other people there was a younger influence uh in 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 the fan base did you, do you think that had an influence as well yeah I, I mean as you mentioned there's like a lot of older people that they've done that in the past now it's their time to to sort of watch the game and maybe can't keep up with the same energy at times um and the younger people coming up they're the ones that are showing the real uh energetic side of things um the group of the group of AA is around twenty to twenty six, so we're still fairly young, and we're still obviously able to do that in a way and continue for ninety minutes. So the younger demographic coming up in a, in uh, Arsenal is definitely improving the atmosphere. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, um, and do you work along, or have you got any ideas and thoughts, or been in contact with? Other um, similar uh, setups, like you know, you got the the Glad all over Palace lot. You've got you mentioned like the Green Brigade and other European sides. Do you have much uh, conversations or collaborations with them? Um, I'd I'd say for there's a been a few people from foreign countries just uh, messaging on the Instagram from Molda out in uh, Sweden, I think it is, and uh, yeah. teams out in Portugal that just message saying keep it up and. Uh, this is how we done it. This is how we started off. Um, just keep keep ignoring the hate and carry on because we had it as well. Um, same with Palace. We speak to a few of the Palace um, Homesdale fanatics. They're called, um, okay. and they're they're all lovely as well. Um, and yeah, I just I just think it's the same mindset. They they literally say that we need this more in England. So we're we're glad that you lot are doing it as well. And when it when that sort of comes, you have a competitive element in a way. So when you see them doing. Um, very positive stuff in the ground and making massive tifos. You want to do one over them, so it's uh, it's sort of a, a friendly, competitive level in a way to to keep improving your own atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, my, my daughter lives out in Germany, and um, her partner's a mad uh, Dynamo Dresden fan. And I've I've had the the, the pleasure of being on the K Block, and uh, it's just what they do is that I think they're the second uh, most fanatical ultras behind Frankfurt, uh, Eintracht yeah. Frankfurt, who West Ham played, and they turned the stadium white with toilet roll and everything else. But yeah, it, they're unreal. It would be great to get into that level. Uh, but I think it's I think European is slightly different. Joe in the chat also said a huge respect to the club. Like The club have worked with you um, to allow you all stand together. Um, I know you uh, tell them or you ask them beforehand for the allocation of tickets so that you can ensure that everybody can get into the same areas who is a member of the club talk to yeah. talk to us about how that type of worked without going into huge amounts of detail because obviously some of it is uh private uh yeah it's just sort of um an agreement in, in with the club that's been put in place to um pretty much enable us access to tickets and get us together um and from that we sort of make our own uh Google document form where people will just put their name in their membership number and then transfer the, the money of the ticket to the PayPal. Um, from then we just bulk order the tickets all at once. Um, and we received them before the game perfectly every, every game, no issues. So it's a great system and it's a very, very good working system. So as the longer it goes on, the more people we can get signed up to the form and be sat together. 
Is is there a, a limit that the club have on it? Um, I think right now it's around a hundred. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a nice number, and then obviously there's people in the block that want to get involved, and so it exceeds a hundred really. Um, but yeah, as as I mentioned, the club love us and they want to help us grow even further. So the longer it goes on, and the more respect we'll be able to get into two hundreds or three hundreds. And do you think uh, that's helped by the the current manager? And I'm not saying whether you want him in or out, or and I'm not into all of that sort of stuff. Uh, do you think the current manager, with his, he seems to be trying to get us back to our core traditions and everything else. What's your thoughts on him supporting you? Do you feel you're supported by him? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we've heard a few whispers inside the club about how he genuinely loves AA and and what we're doing. And um, he had an interview before the Tifo game pre-match interview and he basically said that I'm I love it and I love the idea and it's a great it's great support so to have the manager on board with it I mean that pretty much shows everything if he's on board with it then everyone else should be because that's what it they need they need the atmosphere more than anyone else so we I think we should all just get in behind the team and and support them no matter what Hmm. And we heard that chant that was the ole, 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 which a few people have said, oh, it's a Liverpool chant. It's not because every other club is using and we, we yeah. all use the same, like, you know, everybody, you know, the, by far, the, Arsenal are by far the greatest team in the world has ever seen. Everybody sings that about their their, their club. So yeah. that sort of saying that a club owns a tune or a chant is rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Liverpool stole it off Napoli anyway. So if they want to say that, then... <laughs> What difference does it make? Every every chant is recycled, and all it really is is a tune of a song. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Liverpool Liverpool maybe have made it a bit more famous in UK, but that doesn't change anything. I mean, it doesn't stop them from singing the same songs as uh, Man United or Tottenham, for example. Hmm. What's your favourite chant? Uh, it would probably be the uh, Super Mick Arteta, just because yeah. of how how loud everyone was involved with it. Um, going forward, I'm not sure if it will continue, um, but it definitely be shortly followed behind by the LA LA. I mean, it's it's so continuous and it's non-stop and, and just seeing people bouncing and jumping about, it's, it's just amazing to see, really. And um, where are you on Lewis Dunford and having the anthem, uh, the anthem song at the start? What What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great song. I mean, it's a... It's definitely something we've needed for a while in terms of um, like an anthem for the place to walk out to. And I just think that there's no, um, it's the most relatable song that we've had. And it's so closely connected to our history. And it's just, yeah, I think it's just brilliant. And the players like it. And uh, it's a good moment for Lewis as well. Yeah, uh, Ross has got a be Jesus said Paddy. I I do actually quite like be Jesus said Paddy. Being a Paddy oh, yeah. myself, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I would do. I would do. Uh, and uh, somebody thinks you're trying to pretend to be Michael uh, Michael Arteta at the moment. So no, I don't yeah. think I don't think you see Michael Arteta drinking a pint of beer on when he's doing his press conference. Do you? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I made a mistake. I didn't bring anything up. I've got water, but I don't worry. I, I did tell you, bring a beer. I normally yeah. drinking beer on here anyway. So, so um, I suppose since it's an Arsenal podcast, um, we should talk a little bit about Arsenal. Um, so, what were your thoughts on last season? How how did you feel it went? Were you happy with fifth? Uh, I mean, off the pitch, I'd say it was the best season following Arsenal so far um, in terms of the people I've met and just. The overall excitement of going to every game and and knowing that I'll be with them and having a few beers, um, 
obviously the atmosphere was very positive last year. But I mean, on the pitch, it was very um, lacklustre. I mean, we could have, we sort of pushed towards December. We we were playing very well uh, after the first three games and then sort of fell off in a way. And obviously the injuries didn't help across the season and Tierney and Party and all the main men getting injured once again. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel we could have, we definitely had top four in our hands and, and it's all slipped away in the last three or four weeks. And listen, we'd all love to be in Champions League football. We'd all uh, like the the trappings that that gives us in the sense of attracting players and so on. We've attracted Gabriel Jesus now and, you know, he's Champions League's yeah. quality player. You know, he's coming from the champions of, of, of England. Um, but do you think that this team even if with this transfer window, would have been ready enough for Champions League football? Uh, no, I'm actually in a way happy that we didn't get to Champions League because I knew that it just we were so far, we're so, and still, if we don't sign two or three players, we're still so far away from the standard that you need in Champions League. I mean, you see, you see loads of teams go in and then literally drop out straight into the Europa League. So I'd honestly mm. say right now our level is Europa League and that's where we need to be at if we need to grow and, and continue and keep signing new players and playing better football. We're, we're going to be a Europa League side until we get there. So, Ash, Ash Army, are they going to Europe? Yeah, we'll be in Europe. Um, we'll take our minibuses there or we, we might get a flight. Um, but no matter what, we'll be there every every game, really. Fine. I, I, I'm intended on doing two or three, especially in the group stages before Christmas. It's just yeah. they're actually crammed in quite a lot. We've got a lot of football to yeah. get into before the World Cup. Uh, excluding League Cup, you're looking at 22 league games. There's five games in August alone. It, it, it's got to be full on for the players and also supporters and our wallets. It's absolutely going to yeah. hammer us before before Christmas. Um, do you do many home and away? You Obviously, every home game, how many aways do you generally try and get to? Uh, I think last season I got to 18 or 20, between that 18, 20 away games. So, uh, yeah, I'm there every game. It's just obviously all about finding the tickets and sourcing it and then going. I mean, going there is not the hard bit. It's, it's getting the tickets. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're all there every game as well. There's We, we not, tend to bring no less than about 30 to 35 to 40 members. So there's a big bunch going every game. And we're all going on a European tour in the chat. There's a comment in the chat here, um, and here comes your diplomacy again uh, from, I think it's from Lenny, and I think he's just trying to stir it up a little bit. But thoughts on AFTV? I'll give you my ones first of all. So I know some of the guys on there, and uh, and and uh, I just think, you know, if you like it, you watch it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Um, and getting into, into anything more than that, um, I wouldn't go. What, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I'd say obviously, in t- very start starting off young in the group, um, we needed to get ourselves out there, and we we sort of knew that that was probably the biggest uh, fan platform at Arsenal, realistically, and that was a way to get ourselves out there and promote ourselves, and um, in a way that helped, and I'm forever thankful for that. But I'm just not a fan of some of the people that go on it. I don't watch it myself. Um, and there's a few good people on it, like Lee Judges, mm. he goes on it and he's he's he goes on it to say what he has on his head and he doesn't act up for the camera or he doesn't pretend he's got he's got nothing on his head. He's absolutely <laughs> snap head. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um some of the characters on there, I mean, you can see it's just a downward curve from how it started. 
to now just being a money money reaper for the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose finishing up, um, we're uh, what twenty three days away from Palace away. Um, and uh, what's your expectations for next season? Uh, I'd like to say we'd get top four, but I think it would be a it would be a challenge, especially with Europa League playing Thursday to Thursday nights and then Sunday nights. I mean, we've seen it before. It's it's, it's very tough to do. Um, but I'd say our best bet is to win the Europa League. And if yeah. we win the Europa League, then go through that sort of route. But I can't see us balancing out Europa and top four. And um, if I was to give you a choice, you're not going to like this question, but if I was to give you a choice, we end up eighth, ninth, but win the win the Europa League, are top four. Which one would you choose? Uh, definitely eighth or ninth. I mean, if we win Europa League, I genuinely wouldn't care because yeah. you're getting top four to get into the same the same competition. So if you're winning the European trophy, which we've never done before, um, then <laughs> happy. I'll take eighth or ninth. Yeah, I would like to see us in that position because you've got to have the haters come out and saying what they're saying and so on. But uh, I, I'm with you. It's it's all about getting trophies and uh, the, the, the the target and the priority must be uh, getting back into Champions League and the top flight of, of football. Yeah. Uh, and uh, fi- finally, who else do you expect to see coming in the transfer window? We don't do much on transfers here, but just on the back yeah. of Jesus. Um, I mean, we're linked now to that uh, Lucas Paqueta and I've seen his name a lot and he'd be... a another Brazilian and another player that knows all the teammates. So I'd say that's a that's a strong signing for us going forward. I'm not sure if it's the correct position we need um, as he's a lot more attacking-minded after signing Fabio Vieira. I mean, we don't really need another one going forward. It's more of the defence we need sorting out. Um, I'd like to see Tillemans as well. I think I think he'd be a good signing alongside, um, hopefully, Thomas Partey um, and Odegaard. Uh, I think we need backup full-backs as well. I mean... That's where our season went downhill. Tommy Asu and Tierney both getting injured, and it's replaced with yeah. third, Jack and third, back. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> and third voice Southampton fullback. So I mean, yeah, uh, the defense needs a lot more depth. I mean, Saliba coming in will help a lot as well. But yeah, I'd say two or three more signings, and we're looking decent. Mm. Um, a couple of uh, last couple of pictures. So you've got here's a, a black and white version of you guys on where is that away? That's away somewhere, isn't it? That was uh, Wolves away, yeah. Wolves. Were, oh, that was a brilliant night. I had such a good time there. That's it. Yeah, you guys in the clock end. Uh, this is a little bit of artwork that's on a bridge. Talk to us where this bridge is. Uh, I'm not actually sure the exact location. I mean, my my mate. Um, I won't say his name, obviously, but. Uh, he's probably watching and he'd done it with his friend who's uh, quite good at artwork so they went down one Saturday and, and got it done and it's um, yeah had a very positive reaction on social media as well and it's that's what we want to do really we would just want to keep advertising ourselves and keep showing ourselves Is that close to close to the stadium? It's in around like N4, N5? Uh, I, I'm, I don't think it's near the stadium I think it's just okay. on the outskirts of uh, around Watford area Okay, Around there. It, it, it's just uh, what what a lot of the European. I, I know when I was driving down the motorway, the autobahn from from Berlin towards Dresden. As you got into Saxony, uh, Dresden being the, the the biggest, their tags were everywhere. I, I'm not a huge fan of graffiti, but I, if you're going to, you know, mark uh, mark on a tree or whatever as they, as they do, I think it should be right around the the stadium area. 
personally. Yeah. So, but. I mean, obviously, uh, you've got to take into consideration like the legal uh, side of things. And, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. You've got to be careful. We had uh, we had North Banksy on uh, as one of the ones that we've done. Uh, for people who are watching, if you do uh, like what we're doing, click the like button and, and just uh, share uh, this with your friends. Uh, and you can go back through the rest of the series. There's a series of Arsenal contributors, community contributors, uh, which we've done. Uh, uh, North Banks, who we've done, Fran from Sienna Sketches, Ruth Beck, uh, a lot of the artists, and this one with Harry Simu as well. And last summer as well, we've done the Arsenal history. And if you're really interested in knowing about Arsenal from 1886 right through till 2021, uh, it's about 10 hours. So get your earphones in when you go to work and have a listen or watch on YouTube. Um, I had Mark Andrews and Andy Kelly on uh, with myself and Trevor. I learned so much about the club. It was unreal, absolutely unreal. So check that out. Um, uh, Jack, thank you very, very much for uh, for joining us, mate. I really enjoyed chatting to you. I, found, I was absolutely blown away when I chatted to you on Monday when we done the test, and again today. Yeah. Keep up, keep up what you're doing, uh, and everybody support them. I'll, I support you as well, um, and I probably will take a trip down to Block Twenty Five and get Ben yeah. to drag me down the front. But I'm not taking my shirt off because that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean can always come down there's always a space for you so no cheers man thank you but you have been watching guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans so if you like what we do click the click the like button uh we're on here most weeks uh, just follow us on twitter and instagram um and facebook and you can uh see when our next podcast is on thanks very much up the arsenal thank you everyone You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.